Guys, welcome the world over. This is episode two of Game Screen Food. Or is it Game Food Screen? I forget. You're listening to the Game Food Screen podcast. So guys, we're finally doing this. Episode 2, it's been long overdue. Really want to apologise guys if you were expecting episode 2 to come out, you know, a bit sooner than expected. Unfortunately, you know, life has its things and me and the boys, we've all got commitments, family and all that. So we, uh, you know, we had to kind of commit to that, as they say, but... I've got a day off today, so I thought, you know, with the permission of the guys, I'll spearhead episode two. So this one I'm just doing by myself. Um, yeah, and here I am. So before this, I was actually playing Red Dead Online, and um, you know, anyone who plays the games, loading screens, my goodness, they take ages. And I thought, I'm just not going to sit here and Google something or check my WhatsApp. I'm actually going to make a start on episode two. So yeah. So guys, let's let's go ahead with uh, the first segment on the show, which is da, 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 game. So guys, I am outside, as you can tell by the background noise. Um, it's your day off, but as always, um, you know, you've got to run a few errands. Really wanted to do this segment while it was fresh in my head, so I thought, you know what, I'm going to take the phone out with me. Thank you, Anchor, for making this possible. Um, you know, portable, putting it on my phone, and it's brilliant. So, the game is the critically acclaimed Death Stranding. So, as you guys know, for those who haven't played the game, I just don't know where to begin, as cliche as that sounds. Um, it's just a masterpiece, a cinematic masterpiece from the great Hideo Kojima and Kojima Productions. Um, it felt like after Metal Gear Solid. I'll quickly tell you about Metal Gear. I mean, this is why, this is how I was first introduced to Hideo Kojima. Um, my friend Gal uh, skipped a day off school, not supposed to tell his mum. But um, yeah, he took a day off school and I remember coming around to his house. I had a day off, natural day off, teacher's training day for those who live in the UK. It's basically like a day off school where teachers can train. But yeah, I took that day off, went to Gal's house and he was there. And he was playing this game. I was like, yeah, you should be at school. And he's like, nope, taking a day off. I told my mum I was ill and I'm playing Metal Gear Solid. And I'm like, what the hell is that? And I'm seeing him playing this game and it was just exhilarating. I was literally stuck with him for two hours watching him play almost like a movie on the PlayStation 1. It was, you just knew there was something special about this game. Ultimately, it became, you know, um, the most most played i don't say the most played i'd say i think it was the best game on the playstation according to a lot of reviews you know metacritic or whoever you know whoever does these things it's the best game on the playstation you can understand why so 20 years later it's only natural that when a game comes up from hideo kojima you just have to own it especially when it's a playstation 4 exclusive you know that something big is about to go down so it's november the 8th 2019 amazon driver rocks up to my house uh and gives me this game and open this game and there it is in all its glory is uh death stranding and um i don't know how to describe this game started playing it immediately 
it's you know it's kind of like it's how do you describe it there's like no genre it's you can basically say the bare bones are like action adventure but there's so many elements of different gameplay elements that have been put into this game ultimately you are a courier delivery driver and you are delivering parcels as you do then a major catastrophic event happens and it's all down to these couriers to help deliver um, items or goods between you know between people and little communities they are the bare bones it's the way of communicating so and sending each other parcels and stuff like that goods you know rations food all of that um, so you play a Sam Porter Bridges by the most talented, one of the most talented uh, names in Hollywood, Norman Reedus, uh, in the famous, obviously, starring in games like, uh, sorry, not games, he's starring in TV shows like Walking Dead and movies like that. So this guy has credentials. Um, and ultimately, his mission is to reconnect America, community by community. But obviously, it's not just any, you know, delivery trek um there's more to it um there are obstacles in sam's way including these hideous things called bts um as well as that you've also got um uh terrorists and the terrain the terrain's an obstacle if you want to get across a gorge how do you do it you uh you know you have to build ladders and build ropes and stuff like that and to get from a to b and the great thing about this game is that wherever you build, other players who are connected online will be able to use what you've built. So it makes the game easier for them. You're all kind of like helping together. It's one big communion. Um, that's what this game is. And that's kind of like the underlying like, basis of this game. So Sam going from East America to West America, you know, that's ultimately it. The rest, I'm going to leave it up to you, the game, is to find out what happens. But the game is cinematic. It's like playing a movie, as with any Hajiba game by Metal Gear Solid. Um, cinematic. The sound, the music is beautiful. You've got real-world artists such as Low Roar, Silent Poets, a bit of Major Laser. Um, you know, it makes it feel really cinematic and professional. Um, it's, it's beautiful. It's like today. The game is like today. It's a grey, rainy London day. That's what the game is. There's a lot of rain. The rain is your enemy as it is in London. We have this in common, you know, but the only thing about, the only difference about this is the rain there can kill you. You know, it's like, uh, it kind of, yeah, it's like, a, it's like the worst kind of rain you can ever imagine. That's what it is. And um, Kojima, you know, him and his company kind of make that a huge uh, game element. Um, and, you know, somehow the game is gray. It's bleak, it's dark somehow Kojima makes it beautiful you know he kind of finds a way to make this really grim atmosphere light up and shine and make the game beautiful and um, you know there's so many so many ways to describe beauty in this game it's just you know everything in it is just great it's all woven together really well uh, five years of hard work have kind of come together and you know you end up with this excellent masterpiece that's what it is that's what this game is it's just a masterpiece in anyways i managed to complete the game last week and i thought 42 hours i spent hibernating over the winter to play this game on and off with christmas and going you know germany with, my, with the boys and to like spain and all this and all that i found time in between to kind of play games and make deliveries and stuff like that in the game of course 
and um, when it all came to an end it was almost emotional it was emotional like it was emotional like uh, playing The Last of Us you know when it all came to an end it was like oh god it almost like brings a tear to your eyes um, this is Kojima at his greatest he hasn't got the helms of Konami holding him down he's doing his own thing and you're really seeing his talent flourish in this I mean all those years of hard work and you know experience and knowledge have come down to this it's just brilliant so guys Death Stranding if you've got a PlayStation 4 this is an essential essential game you have to play this you're soon coming on PC for those of you who've got absolutely huge amazing PCs uh, this is a game for you to play on that so guys Death Stranding I recommend this to everyone um, the boys I know they've got this on their list but the Xbox Game Pass and all these other games coming out it's very hard you know you, you end up building a list it's like, it's like Netflix you know you just build up a list and half the things you don't get around to watching but Death Stranding is definitely something that I'm going to push for these guys to play so yeah there it is guys Death Stranding guys uh, I'm still out you know what it's like you have a day off and you're doing one errand and one errand leads to the other and two hours later you're on the road and then yeah so much for a day off right but it's good. I have my phone on me and I um, wanted to move on to the next section, which is food. Um, and this one, guys, this is a real treat, guys. I mean, um, I'm personally doing this one because, in my opinion, this is something that I've had which is just so underrated. And um, it should be probably one of the best burgers you can have in London town right now. And it is the Lamb Shank Redemption Burger. And um, so this is uh, by a small establishment or group of establishments known as um, Patty and Bun. Um, they've got a few restaurants dotted around central London, from King's Cross, I think, uh, down to Soho, Notting Hill Gate. Um, to be honest, I think I probably like visited every single branch. I can't remember where they are, though, but, you know, just visited them. And um, it's just such a such an amazing establishment i mean it's not like any restaurant it's really cozy you go inside it's kind of you know i don't want to describe it as a hipster burger bar but it kind of is you know you go inside and you're sitting next to others all nice and cozy and get into conversation with other people you know which can be really awkward if you're going on a first date you know you're supposed to speak to the person opposite but you can't help conversing with those around you um which is quite fun um but anyway guys let's talk about the main the main uh the, the main event here which is uh the lamb shank redemption burger now the boys know that for the past three four years i've been begging them guys when we meet up can we please go and get this lamb shank redemption burger okay go cool we'll go we never end up going um guys i'm literally on my feet right now in the middle of wimbledon with my hands together praying praying that we can actually make this happen please it was going to change your life i promise you uh yeah so let's let's talk a bit about this burger guys so it's a lamb burger you know not your traditional cheeseburger um so this place patty and bun they do the Ari gold cheeseburger which is uh 
probably their big hit because um, that's been voted one of London's best cheese, uh, sorry, um, beef burgers. Then you've got the Smoky Robinson, you've got the Jose Jose Chili Burger, Hot Chicken, Chicken Burger for our non-beef eating friends. And of course, the Lamb Shank Redemption Burger. If you're lucky enough and you happen to pass on a weekday, you can pick up the special, whatever the daily special is for £5. And I, I guarantee you guys, I mean, it's not just the Lamb Shank Redemption Burger, but any of the other burgers, uh, it's an absolute joy, you know. Um, for £5, you just can't go wrong. But this Lamb Shank Redemption Burger, so it's your standard brioche bun, and on the inside you've got your lamb patty with coriander and chilli, lettuce, buttermilk, baby courgettes, pickled aubergine, cumin aioli, whatever that is, and feta. And I think that's really what does it. That's what adds to the complexity and niceness of this burger. If any of you can tell me what a cumin aioli is, I'm gonna buy you a drink, because I really don't know what that is, but it sounds good, it sounds very, you know, I don't know, it sounds very exotic and nice, and yeah, I guess that's one of the many, many things that make this burger really, really good. Um, so when it's served to you, it comes on a metal tray, very hipster burgerish, and um, it comes with this uh, patty and buns uh, sticker. I mean, it's one of those, like, it's like buying an Apple product. So you want to take a picture of the packaging as well. The way it's packaged in its uh, greaseproof paper, a uh, greaseproof, greaseproof, sorry, greaseproof paper <laughs> um, with the sticker on top, just, you know, kind of, kind of brings the appetite, you know, kind of makes you really like, like crave this burger. Then the moment you open it, I'm not going to lie to you, it is a mess. Be prepared to get yourselves messy with this the Lamb Shank Redemption Burger. You're gonna redeem your fingers with oil and stickiness and all things nice and the aubergine oil and everything. Um, it's just truly excellent. You, you bite into it, it's really filling um, and it's greasy and greasy in this type of burger is good. It's not every day that you find a lamb burger. So for those who don't eat beef, um, you know, who prefer the lamb alternative, this is for you. Uh, but guys, I mean, this is truly 5 out of 5, 10 out of 10. You know, Metacritic review, 98%. Rotten Tomatoes, 100% if they ever did food. I mean, this is great. This is really just a treat, guys. Check it out. Go on Google, type in uh, Patin Bun. If you uh, happen to visit London, for those international listeners, it's worth a visit. It's, uh, it doesn't break your bank compared to all the other places in London, and you're truly in for a treat. Um, so, guys... That's the Lamb Shank Redemption Burger from Patty and Bun. I hope to go home now. It's raining. Ah, finally home. Oh, it feels so good. I mean, you can just tell there's no bloody ambulances in the background, heavy winds, you know, the rain. It's just pure bliss. And that's perfect because we are going to start talking about the final segment, which is the movie Interstellar. Da, da, da. So, guys, for those of you who haven't seen Interstellar, I mean, this is a, this is a favourite for you know for me and the boys. Um, this is a movie that we do talk about once in a while. You know, we have this thing, me and the guys. You know, we sit down and there's times when we watch a movie and we're having food and we sit down and we just have a conversation. You know, the conversation can last like an hour or two and it's really deep. Like it normally starts about a movie and we talk about the themes in the movie and everything. You know, and um, with Christopher Nolan movies, this is something we always you know delve into like big big conversation about. Um, obviously. 
um, the main one is that we always seem to touch upon is in um, sorry Inception, which was uh, I think 2009 or 2010, Christopher Nolan epic, which is in my opinion probably the best movie of the 2010s. Um, you know, it's it for me just did it in every step of the way. But we're not here for that. We're here for Interstellar, which is um, I think it's the sixth movie by um, Christopher Nolan. You know, the um, the famous mind boggling Christopher Nolan who makes these amazing blockbuster epics that has that kind of hint, almost just a touch of indiness in his movies, you know? Um, Thought-provoking movies. Um, Interstellar is is anything but a simple sci-fi movie. It is very deep, it's complex, um, and the story is... Um, it's really uh it's it's a it's a different take on normal you know like sci-fi movies like space odyssey 2001 whereas this one the aim was to try and use less cgi and um obviously try and use more real life equipment for the spaceships and models and uh, miniature models and everything like that and that's what makes this movie really spectacular to look at so the movie premiered on the 26th of august sorry october 2014 and um i remember going to see this the first ever showing in the uk me and my friend john um who was my next door neighbor one of my best friends um me and him went down we dressed up really nice and we went down to the um the premiere of interstellar this is not really the premiere it was more it was in leicester square but it was the first uk showing and it was in 48 millimeter um sorry 70 millimeter gosh this rain has really made you know my mind not work today uh yeah it was a 70 millimeter showing of the movie and um i remember just being blown away from the onset um you know interstellar is one of those movies where you it, it's where science fiction it's more science um, I mean, the movie itself was made in conjunction. You've got Christopher Nolan and Jonathan Nolan, um, both brothers. Uh, they both wrote the movie together. They, they normally do this in all their movies. Absolutely amazing writers. I mean, their movies, you just, it makes you think what goes on in their mind to create these epic, epic movies. Um, and um, they worked with uh, a scientist by the name of Kip Thorne, who's kind of like the modern day Einstein. Um, so he was kind of like a consultant on this movie they christopher nolan would ask him questions of you know for example like the black hole what it would look like what would happen if you a spaceship was to drop into it what would happen to you um for example how long it would take from here to travel through a black hole all these mind-boggling kind of questions so he was like a consultant of the movie and i think that's what made the movie really believable um it's two takes you, you can either be a person who watches a movie for the sake of watching a nolan movie and being blown away by it or you can really dissect a nolan movie and it's one of those things where you can actually you can probably even do a university degree on it i mean each movie is just it's it's a world within itself and it's so deep and rich in its science and um the facts it makes you believe that something like interstellar travel can actually happen um, so the premise of the movie is um, Michael McConaughey, who's the main actor. You've got um, a few others. You've got Anne Hathaway, and um, you've also got Michael Caine, who stars in that. And there's also a, uh, a cameo, a cameo with another A-list celebrity. But I'm not going to tell you. You guys are going to, you guys going to watch it if you haven't watched it, and you'll find out who this person is. It makes a good cameo in it. Um, the movie itself, it grossed 677 million, which was the 10th highest grossing movie of 2014. 
in my opinion it should be in the mall because it was such an amazing movie um and um yeah the movie is basically set in the dystopian future where humanity is struggling to survive and it follows a group of astronauts who basically travel through a wormhole very close to saturn in search of a new home for humanity so basically the world's fucked up something happened and um they're trying to escape um so i remember watching this movie coming out and being wowed by it and then that christmas my friend john um got me one of the best christmas presents and to be honest like i never thought much of it till a month or two ago when i watched interstellar again and it was a book that's actually written called the science of interstellar and um it's made by kip thorne and forwarded to forwarded by christopher nolan and i remember buying it it's one of those like shelf shelf books you know you just keep it there and it gathers dust i literally had to scrape two layers of dust off this book um, it's been sitting there for five years and I watched Interstellar and I thought to myself, I really want to read the science behind the movie. What is a black hole? What is a wormhole? And I remember thinking to myself, okay, I'm going to get that book out. And I was so excited. I remember coming home from seeing it with my friends and coming home and just thinking, okay, I can't wait to just read this book. And um, so I'd go to these different chapters and the book just breaks everything down. I mean, it just goes into detail. It might as well just be like a physics book, but it kind of breaks it down to make the average, you know, person understand the science behind it. It talks about everything. It talks about the wormholes, the black holes, um, time travel, um, all these things, what happens on Earth. It's just fantastic. So if you have a chance to, uh, if you seem to, you have a chance to read this, if you've got time to do it, it's fantastic. Um, so yeah, the, the reason why I wanted to pick this movie was um, it's because the movie is emotionally charged. I mean, right the way through. Again, it's a journey. Christopher Nolan has this way of making a movie where it starts off with something and slowly it's building, building, building. You're kind of building the plot with him. And then at the end, he kind of finishes with these kind of like almost like large montages. It comes right to the end of the right scene and it's like, wow. Um, I'm gonna say no more. If you watch it, you totally understand where I'm coming from. Um, but it's just beautiful. I mean, if you watch this on Blu-ray, I mean, now the movie's been made in HDR, 4K. It just, you know, with the sound as well, it's just fantastic. Um, Hans Zimmer, who's been working on most of his movies, again, does a phenomenal, phenomenal score for this. Um, you know, he used like a giant church organ as the main theme for most of the score and um you know obviously in great Hans Zimmer fashion it just makes the music so epic you know this kind of like this rising of the music it just sounds so beautiful and there's times when I'm sitting at home and you know through my Sonos player I'm just playing the score in the background because it's just beautiful music you know um really really good so guys Interstellar is something you definitely and should watch um if you're not into sci-fi movies this is something that will get you into sci-fi movies because it's just it's it's brilliant it gets to you emotion emotionally you know in ways that time travel you never think time travel could could affect you you know like that that much this this movie seems to do that time travel seems to be like a boring sometimes interesting mundane subject but this really time travel can make you cry that's basically kind of like the gist if you if you if you know where i'm coming from um movie's absolutely brilliant and you guys should watch it and i think the guys would agree with me when i say that this is probably one of the best sci-fi movies out there 
um, it's it's just brilliant in every way possible um, and yeah give it a watch and let us know what you guys think for any other topics on this episode um, you know leave us a message if you're you know listening through the anchor app you can do this um, and yeah we'd like to hear what you guys think but that's the end of this epic day and another epic episode see you then bye <laughs>